The following contest is scheduled for one fall! I've seen that man before, that's Randy Phil. The other one's some kind of half-man, half-monkey. It's a massive duplex and not one dragon in sight. Hello, all you beautiful, sweaty marks out there. Welcome to Snapdragon Duplex episode 12. It is Monday, the 8th of March. It's the day after Revolution. I've not watched it yet. I'm your host, Mikey Mac. This week we're reacting to your favourite host reactions, Randy Phil, to last week's Dynamite. We'll be doing a Revolution one later on in the week, so... Let's start here. Let's give you over to your favourite host, Randy Phil. Hello, Mikey. Hello, Shaggers. We're back again for another review of AEW. And this week it's in March the 3rd episode, AEW Dynamite, The Crossroads. This is the pre-revolution Dynamite. Last one before the big pay-per-view, so I'll try and keep this short and sweet. Mm -hmm. And we're kicking the show off with a big match. Cody and Red Velvet versus Shaq and Jade Cargill. I thought this was a fucking decent match. I really liked it. The entrances, all of that. Cody gets his big fucking entrance. Then the two ladies and then Shaq and he just gives Cody that look of, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> and that's exactly what he done, more or less. Yeah. I really liked this match. I didn't expect much of it, but Cody took control of this match phenomenally. He made Shaq look so good. Mm -hmm. Like, Having Shaq in here and just showing that less was more. All he done was a couple of big chops, yeah. a body slam, he done a power bomb. Everything looked brutal just for the sheer size of him. Yep. And Cody sold it all like a champ. Really liked it when they two were in the ring. I noticed that AEW are playing by the same rules of WWE where the women fight the women and the men fight the men. Yeah. And that's where their match kind of got ruined for me. I didn't like uh, yeah, the women fighting at all. Red Velvet and... Um, Jade Cargill I don't know what it is just whenever they got in the ring together it was like there wasn't a lot of chemistry or something they just seemed to be fumbling over each other mm -hmm. all in all it was a good match no idea what the fucking script with the Nightmare family getting involved in Jumping Shack and then they all just got absolutely pummeled by the big man yeah. nah I enjoyed it a couple of cool spots we had um, Cody actually got Shack off the ground lifted him done a power slam and then towards the end of the match he had that big fucking table spot the the woman both set a table up outside each, put the two of them together. Yeah. And then Shaq was on the apron towards the end of the match and Cody just runs across the ring, dives over the top rope and yes. like cross bodies him from the apron down through both tables. It looked cool. Yeah, it was Shaq cool. gave him the wee tap to say, Nah, I'm cool. <laughs> And the whole time Jade Cargill's selling this reaction in the ring as if, what the fuck, you've just wiped out Shaq, I'm <laughs> fucked here. That went a bit too long, and then as soon as she turned around, there was Red Velvet with a big spear, but the fucking camera cut it and we missed it. Yep. Woman had a wee back and forward, and then Jade Cargill got the fucking pinfall, even though Shaq and Cody were wiped out. Jade Cargill just overpowered Red Velvet mm -hmm. and got the pinfall. But yeah. like I said, I enjoyed the match. It was fun for what it was. Hope to see a bit more of Shaq. Wonder what's happening with Cody after this. How's he going to get on in the Revolution ladder match? Mm -hmm. Both women. Jade's just going to get fucking propelled for here. But I didn't like either of the women in this match. It just, it was spoiled for me. Okay. You could have put two other women in that match. Like fucking Layla Hirsch. Put her in there on Shaq's side. And don't know who you could have put with Cody. Fuck it. But, ah. It spoiled a wee bit. But it was good. Good overall. What were your... What you're taking away for the match, Mikey? I gotta disagree with you. I, I I thought Jade Cargill had like a presence about it, which is really 
cool. I think it's interesting to have a powerhouse woman who's not just a massive lassie, if you know what I mean. Like, there was elements of Charlotte Flair, that kind of... I just go to the gym loads and I'm hard as fuck kind of thing. I noticed that she did a bit of a Bianca Belair with her finish. It was that double chicken wing face buster thing that Bianca does. Yeah, I mean, it was a good match. I agree with you. It was really fun. I definitely preferred the Shaq and Cody stuff more. But I love Shaq. I mean, I've said it before. I love basketball. Before this match, I actually went back and started watching highlights of Shaq playing basketball. And you just forget how much of a fucking monster this guy was, man. He just had a presence even on a basketball court where everyone's fucking seven foot tall. But the fact that he's built like a shit brick house and all just makes him look so much bigger than guys who he's the same height as, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, he's got a massive presence about him. I thought he did a really good job. I mean, I guess he's kind of been building up to doing this for years because they've been teasing the big show fighting Shaq in WWE for fucking years now. So he got his kind of showcase here. I don't think it's over. I don't think it's over. And yeah, like I said, or sorry, like you said, let's look forward to Revolution and see what happens. Other moments that I noticed that I thought were quite funny, uh, Big Tony the Shagger on commentary he had an absolute boner over both these lasses when they came out. He was, like, going on about the presence that Red Velvet has, and he was, yeah, and then as soon as Jade walked out, he was tripping all over his words and stuff. It was funny, man. Shaq's chops were fucking sad as fuck sounding. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit weird. The, the, the weirdest part, I thought, was Jade sets up the table outside, and then Red Velvet runs out, and there's no kayfabe reasoning for this. She just decides, oh, that's a nice table. How about a second table? That'll make things look nicer. And even JR in commentary was like, what's better than one table? Two tables. Because he was obviously thinking the same thing of, why the fuck would you logically set up another table when there's one already there? <laughs> but anyway, fun match. Uh, it was a decent payoff for this whole kind of weird feud where Cody and Shaq never even saw each other face-to-face that much up until this. So, yeah. Uh, you called it, mate. You said Jade and Shaq were going to win. There was no Paul White interference. Uh, we'll get to him later on. We came back and there was a wee bit of fuffling about. They were getting Shaq in the back of the ambulance. Mm-hmm. Got the door closed. Then they cut back to the arena. Cut back to the ambulance. Tony Schiavone's there. Try to catch a word with Shaq. It's just been loaded into the ambulance. But he was so fucking big, he had to tuck his knees so that he could get the door closed. Like, he's supposed to be wiped out, unconscious or something. Like, I just lift your leg so I can get the door closed. Yep, no bother, man. Does that. But when Tony goes to open the ambulance, he's gone. So, who the fuck's abducted Shaq? This has just got to build up for another paranormal experience down the road. And I'm happy. I'm cool with that. Let's see. Let's see who's next on the Shaq attack list. Undefeated in the AEW, so here we go. Shaq and Snoop Dogg next. Yeah. One of that will go on and fight. John Moxley or Kenny Omega for the title, whoever Absolutely. wins come revolution. It's gotta be. It's gotta be, man. The next match of the night it just seemed like a wee quick filler match. We had the Death Triangle, Ray Phoenix and Pac versus an absolute job our tag team. <laughs> I think their names were John Skyler and Keith Greet. But I could be well wrong with that because no, the second right. guy never even got in the ring during this match. It was just <laughs> a quick dominating match for the Death Triangle or the Death Duo, whatever the fuck they're going by now. Yeah. Notice in this match, Pac and Ray Phoenix or Pentagon or any of the Death Triangle, they're not ranked in the tag team rankings top five for a title shot. Pac is currently ranked number two on the AEW singles rankings, so he might be up for a title shot soon. 
if Kenny Omega beats John Moxley, he might get a wee throwaway title match on Dynamite at some point over the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what did you make of this match? Fucking, I didn't even get to the end of it, but it was a quick win for Ray Phoenix and Pac. Ray Phoenix got the pin after some sort of driver-like move. It looked like a one-winged angel, kind of. I yeah. didn't have much spots for a match. It just seemed a bit quick, a bit short, but it is what it was. What about you, Mike? You must have a few spots for this one. You'll be spot monkey with your boys <laughs> packing Ray Phoenix. <laughs> All I've written down, mate, was it was the smoothest squash match in history. And uh, Pack and Ray Phoenix have amazing chemistry. They just got all their kind of like quick spots and you know the fucking that smooth Ray Phoenix uh, tightrope punt kick thing he does. Pack getting in him flying off the top rope and spinning in all sorts of manners. Yeah, I mean, there's not much to say. You've said it all. Uh, I wrote down that the dude's name was John Schuyler, which is what you said, and D three, which is what I thought he said. But I guess that's more of a fucking chess square than it is a fucking name. So you're probably right with Keith, whatever you said. <laughs> so who the fuck knows, man? Yeah, death by angle won this, I guess. Next up, we had the Inner Circle press conference, more specifically Jericho and MJF. Just taking some questions on what they plan on doing for the Young Bucks comes Sunday. Uh, the first boy asking the question, his mic was fucked, but mm-hmm. Jericho saved it and they repeated the question. And the question was, what does the AEW tag team titles mean to you? Jericho just done his classic. He went off now. He spiel and he started naming people that he's been tag team champions with, and they included Dwayne Johnson mm-hmm. and Paul White. Yeah. So I wonder if the rest of these partners are still contracted under WWE, and that's why I didn't mention them. Yeah. I had a couple more questions coming in for random showing up. I'm not going to go through each one of them, but I did notice uh, Conrad Thompson. I listened to his podcast on something to wrestle with, Bruce Pritchard. Yes. As a right good wrestling podcast. Check that out if you get a chance. Uh-huh. And the other one was Mr. E.B. or E. Bischoff or Eric <laughs> B., whatever he's fucking going by these days. And I can't remember what he asked. It was pretty much along the lines of, you fucked up the young buck's dad last week. What are you expecting retaliation-wise? Before we got much further, the Young Bucks fucking showed up and told us what was going to happen anyway. Young yeah. Bucks got in the mic and started talking shit. I lost interest here. As soon as they got in the mic to try and cut this emotional stuff, I just kind of lose a wee bit of interest and tune out. That's exactly what happened until all Stromage wrestling kicked <laughs> off. Young Bucks just started beating up as many boys as they could in the ring. Then their good pal Brandon Cutler comes down. They get the upper hand. MJF and Jericho fucking hightail it out of there yep. the young bucks have got Santana and Ortiz in their hands and then out comes the good brothers yep. from the heel tunnel but they've got a table in hand and then we had a fucking cool wee table spot with the young bucks putting through Santana and Ortiz yep. I think it was Nick Jackson was on top of the entrance tunnel and done a swanton bomb off yep. and Matt Jackson like ran off the stage down towards the ringside area and done a leg drop or elbow drop, something like that. Elbow, to I think. The other Santana or Ortiz through that table. It was a cool wee spot, but uh, just this whole thing. Start it was good, middle kind of got a bit boring, and then the big stromash in the table spots brought me back round, excited for this title match. I think it might be kicking off Revolution, but I'll check it out a wee bit later. Yeah. What did you think of this, Mikey? Were you, were you excited for the match after watching all of this? 
Yeah, you know what, mate? I was. I, I, I actually agree with everything you said there. Like, the Young Bucks kind of cut a very American pull-yourself-up-by-the-bootstraps fucking, oh my god, I just don't care. When, when, when someone says that to me on these promos, I'm just like, you sound like my granddad, so I guess you're the heel. Do you know what I mean? Like, fucking, it was a shite, shite wee promo, but yeah, the Good Brothers came out and made everything okay again. Uh, some of the stuff that, like, some of the answers in the interview I thought was really funny. Um, at one point, MGF, so, so one of the dudes came out, it's actually the dude from JR's Grilling JR podcast, and MGF called him turkey tits, and I was fucking gone, man, I was like, I was kind of, you know how you're kind of half paying attention and you hear that, I fucking, oh, it just brought me back to reality. And then they got some cunt in from Barstool Sports. He was asking why they attacked Papa Buck. And all I could think of was jam. It wasn't blood. It was jam the whole time. But yeah, agree with everything you say, mate. Looking forward to this match at Revolution. Next up, we had like a wee video package for Kenny Omega and John Moxley in the exploding barbed wire death match, whatever it is. It's got me excited. I can't wait to see more of it. Yeah. And I think this might be where... AEW's newest signing legend might show up, but I'll cover that later when we get to the Paul White stuff. Video yes. package, you've seen a short clip of the ring wrapped in the barbed wire and it looks sweet. It is a wee bit of the Moxley death chamber thing that Kenny Omega was working on back at the workshop. It was a decent wee video package. Is Has this got you changed your mind at all, Mike? Are you buzzing for the match yet? Yeah, man, fuck it. I guess I am excited. I guess I was always excited because as soon as someone says fucking exploding barbed wire deathmatch, I'm like, ho oh, oh, ho, this sounds fun. But yeah, garbage wrestling is shocking me these days. I'm I'm definitely turned into an old man. But I'm I'm excited. I'm definitely excited. It's uh, I I enjoyed the last extreme match. Yeah, I'm probably gonna enjoy this one too, man. Let's just see how it goes. The next match of the night we had FTR and Tully taking on Jungle Express. And I just liked this match. It was a cool, it was a cool wee match. Give you what you wanted. A wee bit of Tully. He's just fucking about in the ring, enjoying his cell. Mm-hmm. It did look as though he had a good match. A few spots for the match. We had Jungle Boy done the two snap traps on Cash Wheeler and Dax Hardwood. One inside the ring, the other came in, broke up the hold. Jungle Boy chased him outside and locked in the second snap trap. And then I think it was Cash Wheeler was outside and he was tapping. It was a fun wee spot because he was tapping, he's outside the ring, it doesn't fucking count. <laughs> a few spots I did like uh, Tully teasing to go for a tope El Suicido. Yeah. Bounces off the ropes, goes to do a dive through it and then just kind of does like a wee Ric Flair strut as in, I'm far too old for this fucking stuff. <laughs> All fists, no flips. Just a bit of back and forward in the match. Luchasaurus done a sweet looking double German suplex. I think he grabbed Cash Wheeler and Cash grabbed Dax Hardwood in... Luchasaurus just done a German on a German looked cool. Yeah. Got a dragon duplex in there somewhere. Yeah. By Cash Wheeler. We shout out to the show. Cheers, Cash. <laughs> the match ended when Sean Spears started getting involved. Disguised as a cameraman. I think AEW need to start doing a wee background security check on the cameraman before they send them out. Cause that just seems to be like their new go-to <laughs> of getting involved, getting interfering. Uh, yeah. Somebody dresses up as a cameraman. Orange cast, they done it a few months ago. Got fucking Sean Spears here doing it. That interference cost Jungle Express the match. FTR and Tully with the win after a triple team spike suplex. Tully picked up the pin off a Jungle Saurus or Luchasaurus, sorry. And then after <laughs> the match, you see you see Tully giving Lucha a wee fucking a wee tap as if cheers lad. That's yeah. a, that was just a nice wee moment there if you caught it. 
Is yeah. this a new stable? They were all celebrating a wee bit in the ring. FTR and Sean Spears. Arn Anderson comes out and they all start throwing up a force symbol for the four horsemen. This might be something. Maybe Cody will join them after all. Him and Sean Spears go go back. This could just be a good wee teaser there. Would you make it a match, Mikey? Did you enjoy the match? You got any spots you're wanting to throw in there? And do you think there will be a four horsemen stable? And if it is FTR and Sean Spears, who is your number four pick? Yeah, I mean, I, I did enjoy the match. I, I've, I mean, I can't believe that Jurassic Express brought a dinosaur to a fucking pensioner fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, so the main spot for me was Tully hitting Marco Stunt with a slingshot suplex. When he came back, he kind of dropped it hard. And it looked a bit like a brain buster, so hopefully Marco Stunt's no deed. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus hit their team, their tag team move. Is it the Thoracic Express or something like that they call it? I'm not sure, but they but they hit it. And then they couldn't figure out who the legal man was again. Fucking Jungle Boy went for the pin and then went like, oh fuck, no, it's no me. And Luchasaurus had to jump in for the pin. Um, which was a bit daft, but it was funny. Yeah, the cameraman thing. As soon as you see a cameraman wearing a hoodie with a hood up, I was like, fucking CM Punk confirmed, man. CM Punk's coming in. And it was Sean Spears, your man. And I was like, okay, cool. I've not seen him in ages. The four horsemen thing at the end. I hope it's Cody. If I'm honest, I hope it's Cody. Cody's kind of distanced himself from the fucking Starfish Island shit that's going on just now. So, yeah, why not? Why not, man? That'd be pretty cool. I guess it'd be a good way to get him over as a heel. You could slowly do the burn. Because, I mean, FTR, the crowd love them. And they're going to love them forever, even though they are baddies. Do you know what I mean? So... Yeah, why not? Next up, we've got Tony Schiavone, and he's bringing out Mr. Paul White. No more BS. <laughs> this was them just announcing that they've got a new AEW Dark Revolution or Dark Elevation That's show it. coming. During this fucking interview, you can see Tony struggling to hold that mic up to the big show's mouth. You can <laughs> barely catch what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And it looked as though Tony was just getting screamed at backstage down his uh, earpiece. He's holding yeah. his earpiece. That's fucking leave me alone, man. But Paul White has announced that there is going to be a big signing happening on Sunday at Revolution. It's mm-hmm. been confirmed that this person is not the mystery person that's going to be in the ladder match. So this is a separate separate thing. Who do you think it's going to be? I've got two bets here. One could be Mick Foley because WWE fucked him about something off. He might decide to go to AEW for a year or two. Okay. And the second one... It's my favourite and your favourite racist, Terry oh, Hulk Hogan. No! <laughs> no! Who's your picks, Mikey? Who do you think is going to be the big signing in AEW oh, if you've not already seen Revolution by now? Oh, God, please don't be big racist, Terry. Oh, would you think it's just going to be an old cunt? It's going to be like a backstage thing then? I, I, I thought it was going to be a wrestler. I thought it was going to be like an active wrestler. And they say Hall of, Hall of Fame worthy. I guess everyone's expecting CM Punk, let's face it. It's always CM Punk confirmed. I mean, I even just fucking said it two seconds ago. CM Punk confirmed. CM Punk confirmed. I mean, I've not seen Revo- Revolution yet. I thought it'd be much easier to talk about this if I hadn't seen it. And you get to hear me being wrong. So by the time this comes out, everyone will know who it was. But um, I'm going to say CM Punk just because I'm a fucking sweaty mark, just like everyone else. All I could think of when Paul White came out was that theme song and he didn't come out i was just gutted i mean i was just hoping it'd be something like well well he's on a new show you mean you just want you just want to hear him sing his well also how old were you when you realized that big show didn't sing the big show's theme because i was probably 
an embarrassing age to mention it. Do you think this AW Dark Elevation is going to be a bit like their answer to NXT then? Elevation says to me that it's going to be like a platform to try and build people up. So a developmental thing. Next up, we've got the women's match. This is the final in the AEW women's title eliminator matches. I've not got much for this at all. I was not interested in the match. I got bored of it very quickly. <laughs> if you've got any spots on you, go shout them out. Other than that, I'll just spoil the match. Ryu Mizunami wins with a top rope leg drop. Mm-hmm. And shocked as all, I think. Yeah. Nyla Rose is out. So, at Revolution, it's got to be Ryo Mizunami versus Hikaru Shida for the AEW Women's title. Yeah. Did you have anything for the match, Mikey? What your thoughts? Are you going to be excited for this match going into Sunday? Because I, for one, am not arsed <laughs> in the slightest. <laughs> I thought the match was okay. I, did, I actually think it was okay. That Mizunami, she was on the first ever AEW show, apparently. And then I went back and checked, and she was. Yeah, right enough, she was. Um, she hasn't been seen since. Well, she has in Japan, obviously. Um, she came out dressed like Okada from New Japan. I mean, if you know, you know. She kind of dressed like him, and I felt like her presence in the ring was very similar to Shinsuke Nakamura when he's working face. You know, he's all a bit fucking weird, and it's all a bit charismatic and daft. And she was, like, doing miming and stuff in the ring, pretending she was pulling herself over an invisible rope, and... Actually, she was alright. I think what I realised here was, I was like, when Nyla Rose was there, I was like, this could have been Britt Baker, man. This is fucking shite. I'm actually glad that there was a bit of a surprise win there. Neither of us called this. Did go, what the fuck, when she won. So, yeah. I know that her and Shida, I say I know because the commentary team let me know. Uh, they've been rivals for years in Japan uh, promotions, so... You know what? They've probably got a lot of chemistry. It might actually be a good match. One to watch, for sure. Then we had Sting coming out to call out Team Taz again. I don't know. It's too much back and forwards with this. Calling one per Calling out, calling out, calling out, calling out. I'm fucking done with it. Mm-hmm. Bring on Sunday. Yep. Bring on the big stromage. Bring on the ending. Yep. Then we can call it a day. Aye. I've enjoyed it up till now, but it just seemed to be getting a bit long getting there in the end. Yep. But Sting's out. Gain it all the fucking big talk. Then here comes... Fucking Ricky Starks to interrupt him. Sting was having none of it. Fucking gave him a stinger splash. And by the way, it makes that look so fucking good. I'm not. Su- I'm surprised I'm not seeing more people try to take the stinger splash as a decent move. He makes it look so fucking good. Yeah. It done that. Then Team Taz came down, whipped on Sting for a bit, and then here comes Darby Allen. Brian Cage has got Sting set up to give him a big fucking powerbomb again. Yep. And he's looking up into the corner, looking for the HBK entrance of Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. But nah, not even any time passed and Darby Allen running through the face tunnel, coming down to whip on Brian Cage, and then Sting hits another couple of Stinger splashes. It was it was a it was alright, but see this calling him out, calling him out, done with it. By the time Sunday comes round and we finally get the payoff for this, I'll be happy to see them all go separate ways for their run, hopefully. Don't I see fucking Darby Allen taking on Ricky Starks or Brian Cage or Powerhouse Hobbs for the TNT title again? I'm fucking, I'm done with it, right? I'm done. Done. (laughs) What about you, Mikey? Are you excited for the match and are you done with it all after this? (laughs) Or do you think you could go another couple of weeks, a couple of TNT title shots, get Hook involved? I'm done. <laughs> done. Yes, let's get this fucking match done. I'm looking forward to this match. We, I mean, we both have been since the start. It's going to be cinematic, I imagine. 
Uh, yeah, fucking, let's get this match done. Let's get this feud over. And the good thing is, the face of the revolution, whoever wins that ladder match, is going to be next in line. So we're going to get a, a, a fucking different storyline going on. So, yeah, I think it's got to be... Darby and Sting are going to have to win this street fight somehow by whatever means necessary so that you can get a new storyline with the TNT belt and fucking put this one to bed. Totally agree. I liked at the end there was a wee, there was tiny stramash, a stramash light, a diet stramash. It wasn't a real stramash, it was just a wee fucking diet one, you know what I mean? Um, just kind of giving us a wee tease for the fucking ridiculous one coming up but less said about that just now the better next up we had the face of the revolution qualifier match and i'm fucking burnt out by this stage i wasn't that interested in this match either to be fair i like max caster coming out and cutting his raps that's some good crack mm-hmm. preston press 10 vans i've not seen much of him but he is fucking one of these guys that a lot of people are keeping an eye on watching out for so i'll see how he goes but unfortunately that's not happening anytime soon yeah. Because Jack Evans got involved, he took a payday for Matt Hardy mm-hmm. and caused the Dark Order this match. So Max Caster progresses for the face of the Revolution match. Come Sunday, the big ladder match for a TNT title shot next yeah. Wednesday on Dynamite. What did you make of the match? Have you got any spots? I just thought it was a, a pretty basic nothing match. Built yeah. the storyline that Matt Hardy's still pissed off with the Dark Order. That he's paying people to disrupt their matches that he's not even involved in. Mm-hmm. That was a nice wee touch. But the match, what you what you're saying, Mikey, what did you think here? Exactly the same. Exactly the same. I thought it was a bit dull, which is a shame. I really like Max Casta. The, the only thing I thought was great about this was uh, in his opening rap, he said he's going to light up number 10 like Lady Gaga's dog walker, which I thought was brutally funny, man. I don't know if you know the the story about that, but for everyone listening who doesn't know, Lady Gaga's dog... This is fucking awful, man. Lady Gaga's dog walker got shot because dog thieves wanted to steal a dog's... And they got two of the three. Um, he saved one of them. And he, he's okay. He's alive. He's in the hospital, and he's been interviewed and stuff about it. But, um, yeah, getting lit up by, by like Lady Gaga's dog walker. It's fucking, fucking hell, man. Absolutely quality. But um, yeah, dull match. I think you're right. It was just a way of showing us that Matt Hardy is still pissed at the Dark Order. And I think putting Max Caster in the ladder match instead of a member of the Dark Order is good, man. It's good. Just keep keep massive fucking stables away from a thing like this. Just make it all about the people who are in there. So yeah, happy days. can also quickly say Max Caster versus number 10 sounds like a very shit Channel 5 political drama. That's all I'm saying. And in case we didn't know, Miro had responded this week to the best friend's request of a tag match and he's accepted. He spoke a bit of Bulgarian. He's Bulgarian, isn't he? That's right. Spoke a bit of foreign. Pretty much said that he's <laughs> going to destroy them, more or less. At this point, I'm more interested in what's going on with Miro's hair. Do you prefer him with the blonde? Do you prefer him where it's dark? I like the blonde hair and the dark beard. What's your preference, Mikey? And are you excited for the tag match? I'm buzzing for the tag match, but this is another one that I'm just happy that it's going to be over. I want to see Miro progress as a singles guy. Get Miro going after Derby after this, and I'll be happy. What are your thoughts, Mikey? Excited for the match, and what do you mm-hmm. want to see Miro, Kip, and the best friends doing after all of this? Man, I just sound like I'm kissing your ass this week. Um, Yeah, I totally agree. Miro looks better with blonde hair. I like that. I kind of separated him from his WWE shit. 
and I'm looking forward to them being done with this feud as well. I'm looking forward to the tag match. Exactly the same as the fucking Team Taz um, Darby Allen shit. I'm looking forward to this finishing. I'm, I, I've This feud can end and we can get something different from them both. I want, I want to see Miro become a fucking monster. And I like that in this promo he was basically saying, game over, I'm fed up of pissing about. I'm going to show you what I'm good at. And as soon as he started coming out with the Bulgarian stuff, I was like, oh, here we go. They fucking got him. They've, they've got it nailed. You just make him go on a rampage. So I want to see a lot more of Miro doing get, getting a singles push. And I just want the best friends to maybe just go back to the tag team division for a while. That'll be good. I'm, I'm excited about this being over. And hopefully it ends on a really high note. And final match of the night, we had Matt Hardy and Mark Quinn versus John Silver and Hangman Adam Page. Looking at this, Hangman is ranked number three behind Moxley and Pack, So he might be going for a title shot as well at some point next pay-per-view. Depends on how it all plays out, I suppose. This was just another match for me. It seemed a bit, a bit basic, but I still really enjoyed the match, to be fair. I've not got many spots for it, just like... The last wee sequence bit between Hangman Adam Page and John Silver taking advantage of Mark Quinn. That that was just like so fluid for tag team wrestling. Their two styles just mixing so well together. John Silver had a German suplex and Hangman Adam Page to finish it up with a buckshot lariat. Mm-hmm. Pinning Mark Quinn, staring directly at Matt Hardy. Matt was on the apron just that now. I'm not even going to come in and break this up. Fuck this for a carry-on. Yeah. Turned around and walked away. What did you make of the match, Mikey? Have you got any spots? It was a good match, I enjoyed it, but I just don't have much to say on the match itself. What about you? What are you saying about the match? Not heaps, mate. I, I mean, it was... Again, I don't have much to say. Like, I, I, I enjoyed it. I like I like everyone who's in the match. But yeah, there wasn't... I mean, it's not very memorable, is it? So yeah, that's all i got to say. I mean, I guess we get the big stramash at the end, which I'm sure you're about to tell me about. And then after the match, we had our all-stramash wrestling. Hey. Just pretty much everybody that's got to be in the tag team casino battle royale, whatever it is, coming out. Having Mikey's stramage, <laughs> and then Matt Hardy just kind of like fucked off to the back, making making wee jabs at negative one on the way back. So I think after this hangman Adam Page and Matt Hardy match, it's going to be a Matt Hardy versus the Dark Order. And I'll be cool with that. See if we see Matt Hardy going one on one against each member of the Dark Order. Yeah. That'll be a cool thing for the next few months until the next pay per view. And maybe put him in against negative one in a lumberjack match or something. That'd be like a wee fun match. Fuck yeah. it, why not? So yeah, big stromage, all of that. Excited for Sunday night. What did you make of the show, Mikey? Have you got any predictions for Sunday's big pay-per-view? Who do you think the final competitor will be in the ladder match? Who do you think the big signing's going to be? Have you got a pick for a match of the night? I'll go first. I think the competitor in the ladder match will be Sammy Guevara making a return. He'll get in there and he could get the TNT title shot for next Wednesday. That'd be cool. I think the legend that they're going to sign will be Mick Foley. They've not said it's a legend. I think they said it's got it's like a Hall of Fame person. It could it should be a legend one day. I think it's Mick Foley. Match of the night. Although I'm not that excited about it just now. I think the Young Bucks versus Jericho and MJF. I think that will steal the show. Okay. But as well, I think the Casino Tag Team Battle Royal. My man Luther's got to pull through. Surprises all. Win that <laughs> and go on to fight. Jericho and MJF for the titles whenever that match is going to happen. 
So, Mikey, who's your picks for the ladder match? Who's your pick for the new signing? And what is your most anticipated match for the event? Nice. Okay. So, I was going to say Sammy Guevara. So, when you said it, I was like, yes. I'm glad everyone else is thinking the same thing. So, it's going to be. So, I think Sammy Guevara as well, the ladder match. Uh, the legend, I think it's going to be someone who who currently wrestles. So, you've got. I mean, Punk's the obvious one, isn't it? But I feel like they probably won't be able to convince him to come back to wrestling yet. But I'll say Punk. Fuck it. Why not, right? CM Punk, surprise. And the match of the night. I think the match of the night might be the street fight. If they do a really good cinematic match, I think that could steal the show. We've not had a cinematic match in ages. And I'm starting to feel like the... the era of cinematic matches is going to end pretty soon like after all this pandemic stuff you're going to struggle to do a cinematic match on a big arena show because the people in the arena are going to be like okay we're watching a telly you know what i mean we've paid like 500 quid whatever for a seat to watch a fucking telly but um yeah that's my mind is they'll do a really good cinematic match for the street fight i think cm punk i don't actually think cm punk i'm just saying it because if I'm if if I don't say CM Punk and it is CM Punk, I'll kick my own ass. And um, ladder match will be Sammy Guevara. Well, if this does go out separate from a Revolutions review, then thanks very much for another week listening. I'm going to be back out at work. I fucked my webcam when I was at home last time. I've got replacement ordered, so by the time I get back again, I'll have the webcam. I'll be back on Twitch at Randy Phil. And I'm going to be doing some live streaming on AEW and maybe WWE. So go follow me, tune in, and let's just shoot the shit about it. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mikey, your shagger. Mm-hmm. And I'll catch you later. Thanks very much, Randy. Yeah, go follow him on Twitch. He's fucking funny on Twitch, man. Uh, so they can follow us. You know, we've got Instagram, Snapdragon Duplex, Twitter, at Dragon Duplex. Uh, we've got a website, snapdragonduplex.co.uk. You can catch all the episodes on there. Uh, you can see our predictions. We update that as we go. Uh, we're on YouTube. Um, we don't have a fucking channel link yet, really. So just search Snapdragon Duplex and you'll find us. Pretty much everywhere you can look, we'll be there. Lurking in the shadows, being sweaty marks, and Randy being a nice little shagger. So, thanks very much for listening, guys. We're keeping this separate from Revolution. I've not seen it yet. By the time that this goes out, I will have seen it. Everyone else will have seen it. So, I can't wait. We're going to do a separate Revolution show. Take care, everybody. Peace and love.